This is the On Call Podcast, your home for sports, news, pop culture, tech, and the obscure. And of course, your host, Michael Myers. Hey, everybody. This is Mike. This is the On Call Podcast. Starting a little late here at uh, in Southwest Florida, but I wanted to get something in because as this is the On Call Podcast, uh, I also wanted to reiterate, I do spend a week on call at a time, once a month for a week, so three months a year on call. Unfortunately, this is one of those weeks, so hit me up on Twitter at OnCallPod. You can go to the website, oncallpod.com. Anyway, I wanted to get to some stories, you know. As uh, the world has been shut down from COVID-19, but there's still a lot that's been going on. Although we are in the midst of COVID-19, you see we are also now dealing with the fact that Phase one is actually being implemented this week. As a healthcare worker, I can only state that I think this is a, a, it's a bad idea to me. I'm really concerned for the health and well-being of our great country. And I think that we're going to have some real, real shit to deal with here in the near future. I think that there will be a second wave. I'm just, I'm a nobody. No one's going to believe me for shit, and that's okay. And I have never, I haven't dealt with a hands-on true blue case. Only through reiteration of other friends. But through those friends, it's enough that uh, people should be concerned. People should be afraid. You really should. Today is the... 28th, 29th, going into the 30th in five minutes. The phase one begins on Friday, Friday morning. Now, phase one is a, it's a multitude of things because I will say our beaches have opened back up already. And the amount of people that decided they wanted to go to the beach because they missed it so much was kind of surprising they did not waste a second it was standing room only packed our local jetty opened up parking lot was packed far right wing people granted I'd lean left the right wing people got their wish they screamed, hemmed, and hollered that a government lockdown and stay-at-home order was a violation of their rights and privileges as an American. All right, man. Enough of you made a claim. It's changing. We're going to find out who is right. I'm going to feel bad either way. Either I believed what I was told from scientists and was wrong, or the right-wingers won and more people are hurt. I cannot take a winning side, no matter what I feel and how I feel about it. It's going to look bad. And that's the... Honestly, that's the the part that concerns me most. It seems like they've placed a, a price, a true price on what a human life is worth. On to, on to happier things. The NFL got to do their thing this past weekend. You either love or hate your team right now because if you're a Packer fan you really kind of have to wonder what the hell's going on with your team. You drafted a quarterback, traded up 
gave up a pick and took another quarterback. Rookie contracts four years with a fifth-year option on the staff. Well, that means you now have two quarterbacks with four-year deals. One of them's a Hall of Famer. One of them's never played it down. I can only imagine how uh, how A-Rod feels. How spoiled are you Packer fans? Holy shit. I'm a Bears fan. The Bears haven't had a good quarterback but a couple of years. I think Jay Cutler would have been better had he had a better coach. I think Mitch Trubisky is garbage with a good coach. I think Nick Foles is a great backup who's going to probably end up failing in our Windy City. I got to see Eric Kramer, garbage quarterback in the 90s. Rick Muir, another garbage quarterback in the late 90s. Cade McNown, another second overall pick, I think. Flame out in no time flat. I get to watch uh, old sexy Rexy not play much in a year that the Bears went to the Super Bowl and then him not do jack shit in the Super Bowl. I got to watch Kyle Lurton. He couldn't throw an out rut because his arm wasn't strong enough. I got to watch Jim Miller, career backup, lead the Bears to a 13-3 record and lose to the Eagles. I've watched nothing but garbage quarterbacks for the Bears my whole life, except for Cutler, who had to deal with a, quarter, uh, a coach who didn't think a quarterback was worthwhile, who thought his system was superior. Um... John Fox, he was garbage for us. And then uh, Mike Martz, who thought the seven-step drop back was going to do well with a weak offensive line. You know, it's hard to be a Bear fan, to have the best defense in the league so many years of my life and just watch nothing come of it. Anyway, uh, I'm happy for the Chargers to get Justin Herbert. I'm happy the Dolphins went for Tua Tagavoy Loya, Loya, I think. It's just Tua, tank for Tua. I think he's uh, just uh, immensely accurate. I think he, his game translates to the pros as long as he stays healthy. The Lions, why did you not trade down? It's one of the reasons. That's, that's the best thing about being a Bears fan, at least not the Lions. Just like being a... Uh, a fan of the AFC North. No matter how bad it is, at least you ain't the Browns. Just like last year, the Browns, they had one of the most talented teams I have ever witnessed. Still fucking found a way to blow it. And they got more talented. Another team that just keeps getting more and more raw talent, the Browns. You know, they're keeping OBJ. He's still with them. I was so happy to find out that that story of him going to the uh, Vikings was false. Um, I see today Jameis Winston's deal is final. $1.1 million for Jameis Winston, who went to the national championship, who has the second most yards by age 26 in NFL history or the most, second most touchdowns in NFL history by their 26th year season. He has, like, the third or fourth most interceptions, too. But, man, for $1.1 million, what team wouldn't or shouldn't have kicked the tires on it? The the Saints, they're always going to be a team to look out for. But now, I'm I'm in southwest Florida. I get to witness... Tampa Bay, which, whew, that is, that is something else to think that the, probably the best quarterback of my life, I'm only 31, he'll probably be the best quarterback in, in my life, and I, sadly, I hate him, I hate him, because he played for the, the Patriots, and I've always hated the Patriots and their evil dynasty, so I can... I can check that off of my list of things to talk about. Phase one, 
Well, I gotta, I do have to give a, a major shout out. You know, people, people shit on Twitter a lot. But I will say, since I've started this podcast, the amount of support has been really surprising uh, from a couple podcasts, especially. The While She's Napping pod, which I found through Reddit, who he suggested um, predat it. So if there's any fathers to be, I did scroll through it. It's a pretty gnarly website, or it's a pretty gnarly subreddit. It is super helpful. I was surprised at how many um, nursery building things that they had in there to try to help fathers-to-be. But uh, the while she's napping pod. And I'll tell you, as someone who is now trying to start a podcast, the production values of how good they sound, phenomenal. I know his equipment, and I know some of it is way better than mine. Um, but they're so helpful, and they're nice. They're, uh, you should go ahead and give them a follow, a like, uh, anything, because they were just immensely helpful and kind. And that's the, again, this is the While She's Napping Pod. Hit them up on Twitter at She's Napping Pod. S-H-E-S-N-A-P-P-I-N-G-P-O-D. So they were, they were great to talk to you. But um, I have to give another shout-out to one I'm not even sure how I found. I think it was when I was just scrolling through podcasts, and it just scrolled through on my Twitter feed. And I can't believe how helpful and nice they are. And that's the... Um, Girls Beer Sports Podcast at Girls Beer Sports G-R-L-S-B-E-R-S-P-O-R-T-S at Girls Beer Sports. Another phenomenal group of ladies. And they've gone like 200 and some episodes. And Carrie, who uh, runs the podcast, reached out to me and super friendly. I was so surprised at how friendly she was too. And she threw a link out there for people to follow me, so I'm super appreciative of that. And so I'm going to have to send her a order of my favorite beer because after listening to her podcast, I realized they all like to have a drink and discuss how much they love or hate a drink. Carry over at Girl Beer Sports podcast. It was uh, phenomenal. So I got her address, and I'm going to be sending her a six-pack of my uh, my favorites, one of which is uh, Isla Mirada. Mm, mm, mm. It's one of those, I guess they would call a lawnmower beers, which is what I think about when I think of um, Lining Kugels, which is huge where I'm from in Wisconsin. It's just getting a tall, ice-cold liney summer shandy after you mow the yard. That's a fucking great beer. So again, give them a follow, a listen, like, subscribe, all of it. Speaking of a new podcast, I'm a new podcast. This is going to be episode five. Tough. It's uh, it's tough to start a solo podcast, especially because you can't shoot the shit and bounce off each other. I think I'm going to have to try to find someone local to be able to discuss stuff with. The other thing is, uh, when when you start out a new podcast, you don't realize how technical everything is. I was on Raz Radio Live, but the owner of the radio station came to the house. He set up the board 99.8% and downloaded programs and broadcasting software. I was just there. I was as helpful as a five-year-old who holds a flashlight for his dad working on the car. So after five, six years of not doing anything and then going to set it all up, Boy, was it a learning experience. From learning and reading on Reddit, looking at screen images on Google Images for my board and where people are plugging shit in, uh, to finding out that during the move, I actually do seem to have an issue on some stuff that was affected by humidity. I had to switch out a bunch of cables 
because the the area that plugged into old microphones was affected and led to the deterioration of the tips. Luckily, those mics are gone. Those cords are gone. Ordered new stuff. Um, I also ordered a new board, which uh, it seems that since this COVID-19, some of the popular stuff that I had decided I wanted, everybody else beat me to the punch for. Uh, I'm now talking on a new microphone, which is phenomenal. I'm a big fan, even of just its presentation and being able to talk head, head on to the microphone. I feel like it's more uh, efficient. Uh, what I didn't realize was that this microphone also had a specific shock mount, which had to wait on that. So big thanks to... Um, Sweetwater.com for that stuff. Sadly, the board that I wanted, that I realized, I, I didn't know I wanted it until about a, a few weeks ago. It sold out everywhere, unless you're in Australia, and that's the um, Rode Rodecaster Pro. Uh, I had ordered it, and the companies that I ordered from did not realize, or at least their websites didn't advertise that they were out of stock. Alright, that's not a big deal. I can deal with that. Out of stock. I really can't. I'm very obsessive. Obsessive compulsive. So I hear about something, I think four or five days after I'd ordered it, they sent me an email saying that they were out of stock. We should get a new shipment of it beginning of the next month. Well, now, now, now. That's not for me. Canceled that order put in a new order at another website and uh, they were in stock and then I had to wait you know three days in processing before it gets sent so hopefully now Saturday FedEx should be delivering my new board I'm hoping that it's just equipment issues that why I can't figure this out I hear there's just so many difficulties to starting this podcast that you just don't realize soundproofing uh, I had a bunch of soundproofing panels the other at my old place for the studio. Well, shit's gone. Cousin's coming down for uh, the summer because I want to get her a leg up. Phenomenal basketball player. She's got something. But she lives in a tiny little town in northern Illinois. It's not a breeding ground for athletes who can do something, so... We're going to host her down here for the summer. And who knows, maybe maybe we can get her someplace. You know, Southwest Florida, it's a breeding ground for uh, D1 athletes. And she, she's got something special. I saw it a few years ago. She was 10 years old. She just had the handles like she was going to do something. And she's continued her camps and everything. So the studio I'm in now will be her room. So talk about the struggles of starting a new podcast just as I'm starting to get legs and feel like I got a place to sit and do this my office is going bye bye the wife is super supportive so I'm going to be transferring this all into my bedroom and into my bedroom it's going to go I have a new table on the way an adjustable height workbench she's supportive of that because it matches the motif of the custom wood dresser with dark wood tops I'll be picking that up at Home Depot tomorrow and then I gotta put together this weekend with the new board and everything so if this podcast sounds like shit to you guys fortunately I'll get to you'll get to hear something all new next week I uh I'm gonna take just a, a wee little break and uh I wanna play a little bit of non-trademark music a couple of couple of favorites because you know why the fuck not um this is a it's monster cat and i've been a fan of him for a few years now because spotify sometimes just sends you something that you need to hear so i did that and i heard it and they've got you know if you if you want to pay them 
You should. I think it's like 14 bucks a month or something there along there thereabouts because uh if there's any group that deserves to be paid it's the people who are truly releasing independent music and you know they're one of them and uh i didn't realize they were independent until l long after long after i'm a big fan my daughter's actually a fan i was playing some earlier today and while it was playing, she did have the nerve to start dancing. Look at me. Stop and ask, is this music? And as a, as a dad, what do you do? What do you, when you get asked the dumbest questions, how do you even respond? I just looked at her, didn't say a word. Unfortunately, the wife just looked at her and goes, are you serious? And she just turned and walked away. She gave up and she realized, she realized it was a dumb question considering she was dancing to him. But uh, either way, I'm going to play a, a song by the uh, Monster Cat uh, Tandem. It's a huge group of people. They deserve your love. And if you're ever a streamer, a YouTuber, or a, a Twitcher, go ahead and look them up because you can pay them a, a couple of bucks and you get a catalog of their inventory. I think they deserve it. So this is uh, the Monster Cat group, but it's by uh, Tristan and Brocken and Drapper, I think. But uh, go ahead and give this a listen while I refresh my beverage and... Uh
So that was the uh, Moncat. They are uh, they're phenomenal. Again, give them give them a like, follow. They're on Spotify. Uh, that's how I found them because uh, one of my favorite techno artists is Seeb, uh, which most of you probably don't know the artist offhand, but you would know some of his remixes, like um, Took a Pill in Ibiza. Pretty much everyone fucking knows that song. It's a Mike Posner song, which didn't get huge until after the Seeb remix. All right. So one... One thing I'm gonna to have to talk about, with a, uh, in reference because of the, the the girls' beer sports podcast, which God, I think I've listened to probably ten episodes in the past three days after uh, discovering them. I'm gonna to listen to a lot more just because they just seem they they have so much fun, they have so much fun, and uh, they discuss a beer that they like to have. Now, Florida, I don't know in comparison how Florida is, but I know that we have a lot of microbreweries around here. So it's something I would kind of like to integrate. If, if this podcast catches on, I would like people to be able to know something they, they love or hate about a beer and then kind of tone it around how, you know, a fair not marketed mass-wide evaluation of a beer. You know, like, everyone knows how Bud Light tastes. Uh, it's dirty piss water. Or Bush Light. Well, I'm broken. This isn't that bad. I don't, I don't hate Bush Light. Not as much as I hate Bud Light. Because Bud Light, actually, um, because of the, the rice in Bud Light, actually, I break out when I drink Bud Light. Bushlight, I don't know if the recipe is different, but I didn't break out as much when I drank it. Not a great taste in beer by any means. But my body didn't hate it near as much as it hates Bud Light. For many years, I was a huge Miller Lite fan. Great, great. It's a great cheap drink. You know, if there's one thing that mass producers deserve credit for, it's the fact that they make a beer taste the same every time you open it and drink it. And there's something to be said for consistency. Moving forward, um, there's there's some I'd like to touch on. You know, as a fat dude who has attempted to lose weight in a multitude of ways, I will say, Michelob Ultra's your friend. That's a great way to lose to lose weight. Is if uh, granted, if you can't stop drinking. Granted, I could stop, but I just like the taste of beer. If you want to keep the party rolling, and you want to have a few beers, uh, just go with um, Michelob Ultra Gold. It's a, it's a pretty good, it's a really good tasting beer. You can drink a lot of them. It's definitely a, uh, as us Florida crackers would put it, it's a, it's a piss water beer. Taste, it tastes fine. Goes right down. You feel like you're hydrated. It feels like it's more water than anything else. So I'm not. I'm. That's I'm, not even to to crap on it. It's just, it's a beer that just doesn't doesn't feel too heavy. Now, personally, as someone who, our house down here is the the host house. We host all the family parties. We also host the fr- our friends parties. We just have a a better sized house. Most of our friends bought their houses a few years ago, and when we got ours, it was from a couple that was the house was foreclosed, and guy tried to turn a bunch of money on it, and just not in a desired market. We 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 bought our house at a great price, but it's also the biggest house of our friends, so we're the host house. One thing we've learned: a lot of people like to come to the house. And drink your beer. The best way to make that work out to your advantage is to then buy a keg. Now, if you want to talk about someone being concerned about the cost of your beer that you're drinking, buy a keg. You know, uh, an expensive beer 
say line in Google's is 10, 1079 a six pack for six 12 ounce beers. Well, if you buy yourself a keg, you're paying probably 98 cents a pint. So you're getting four more ounces. The, the biggest problem is trying to make sure that you have an O2 tank. If anyone wants to know the things to do and the things to look for in a keg, give me a holler at OnCallPod. We've, uh, we had to do the rounds and to find the best keg and then trying to find a CO2 tank distributor. That was the hardest part. Terry Supply is probably the best one you're going to get. The first time you purchase is the most expensive because they do not lease tanks. You have to buy a five-pound CO2 tank. Amazon didn't tell us any of that. I went there to look for CO2 tanks. The closest one was Terry Supply. And then they ask you how big of a tank. Well, guess what? If you don't know that you need a tank, you obviously don't know what size tank you need. The dude that I was talking to, he's the one that helped me the most. Five-pound tank. It's the size of the mini O2 tanks that you see on scuba divers. Not the ones on their back. The mini one when they're doing stuff. People carry like two five-pound tanks to deep dive. Anyway, if you want to save money and you like to drink beer, go with a keg. Not going back. Especially if you like the piss water beers, like the Ultras, Bud Lights, um, Miller, Coors, all of those. If you want to save money, buy yourself a half pony and you will you will cut your beer spending close to half after a month. You have the upfront cost of a keg, but it's going to be worth it. Six months in, you're going to be just raking in dough and the fact that you're not spending it on bottles. Plus, your recycling guy or your garbage man is not going to be hearing them fucking bottles and cans clanging every garbage day. Onwards. I didn't plan on talking about beer in that regards, but it came up. Use a, go with a keg. Saves you a ton of money. Totally worth it. We live in a wee bit of a, a fucked up world. And it's a story that I, I wanted to touch on because uh, even even as a man, granted I'm a nurse, so I'm probably a pussy as far as it goes in standards of uh, manliness. But my dad's an, an old factory worker and he sent me a story that really just kind of just retched at me. And I don't know why he shared it with me, but I'm glad he did just to really just hammer home. Even during this uh, pandemic that we're going through, there is still um, drug abusing piece of shit mothers out there. And one way or another, they're going to find a way to score. I hope that was enough of a, an intro for you. But uh, this is shared by my dad, Terry. He sent it to me, so I hope he listens to this. Um, he listened to my radio show when I did it before, but he shared this story with me. And, you know, typically, uh, a lot of the people I've met in my life from Ohio, good people. There's a ton of Ohio people that moved to Florida because they realized, just like I did, there ain't shit up in the Midwest for you. Uh, my my left-leaning self realizes that Donald Trump's not doing anything for factory workers or farmers, so he may as well just get the fuck out of there and enjoy the weather. Um... But anyway, a trio of women in their 30s decided that they wanted to... Oh, all right. This trio of women decided their hit was more important than their child. And these women, Megan, Tasha, and Catherine. I'm not going to drop last names, but they're all women... You know, between early and mid-30s, they all decided to take their children to a crack den to trade their children for heroin to get high and dump the kids off so they could all go and get high. <sighs> it also ended up being a, a full-blown pedophile ring, so these were just the three that get caught. This, is, this isn't just... Oh, these are the three worst women in Ohio. It was a pedophile ring. 
Get your shit together, Ohio. I know times are tough. I know the, the pandemic is affecting how much money you can make right now. But God damn it. Your kid is worth more than, than a shot. A, whatever. I don't know if they were shooting, smoking, snorting. What the fuck ever. Doesn't matter. Your kid is worth more than your next score. Okay? That's a nice, pleasant rhyme to it, right? Your kid is worth more than your next score. Get it through your fucking heads. Get better. Be better. It's All these women are faced with first-degree rape charges because they, they knew what they were doing, traded the kids for drugs. <sighs> now, that, that was the week's bad news. Now, 31-year-old guy, obviously, I've been watching adult videos for the vast majority of my life. I grew up in the internet age. There's a lot of bad parents out there, right? Right, we just saw these three traded, traded in their kids for their next score. Well, another nude, another news. Florida's known for all of its bad news and how bad things are. But how would you feel if one of your nudes that you sent to a girl got found by your mom, right? Doesn't get much scarier and nerve-wracking than that, right? Well, you'd be wrong. The newest way to make money as a woman, or it turns out the, the, the newest way to make money as uh, any young, good-looking person is, is an OnlyFans account. Everyone's heard of OnlyFans account. If you have an Instagram, you will, one way or another, scroll through the new searches and find that this woman dressed in a bikini on the beach also has an OnlyFans. OnlyFans is meant to share your content in a way that, you know, it, honestly, it's safer. I'm, I am pro OnlyFans because, you know, it's tough to make it if you don't have a lot of marketable skills, but you got to bang about it. And if you want to you wanna make some money, sell a couple of tit picks, by all means, have at it. But, you know, a lot of these places, you know, people used to do it through Craigslist. That's how they had the Craigslist killer. If you want to find a safe way to distribute your body to someone else and you want to make a few dollars, go ahead and get yourself an OnlyFans account. Pornhub, I mean, you got to worry about good videography. There's a, there's a lot of production value in porn these days. But if you want to take a few pictures, just a cell phone and a light, you can get yourself set. So, anyway... Imagine your parent found, uh, worse, worse yet, imagine your mom's co-worker found your porn on OnlyFans, which means, granted, she's a, she's a little naughty Nancy too, because she was on OnlyFans and she found her co-worker's son on there. Anyway, if my mom found my nudes on OnlyFans.com, who knows? I'd be, I'd be devastated and I can't imagine how she'd react but um, Barstool Sports shared the story. And uh, I, I would probably imagine that there's quite a bit of uh, animosity, shame. You'd be wrong. This mom in Orlando was informed by a co-worker that her son has an OnlyFans page. And I'm sure he felt bad about it at first. But they showed this uh, text conversation and not two pages into the conversation does it show mom is very supportive. Mom tells him to go chase that bag. You know what? Get your money, son. You do what you got to do. These are trying times. And in the best way of support you can imagine, she said she's up in her Christmas wish lift, gift list. She wants to make sure that Mother's Day and Christmas, she's going to be getting some real presents not that broke bitch stuff she probably was getting. Right? So as bad as parents there are typically in Florida, looks like we won this week as the the mothers in fucking Ohio were the ones that were really taking, doing bad, doing bad work. All right. So it looks like I am 40 minutes in. And uh, there's a few things I wanted to touch on. At least one more thing. 
because as a sports fan, like many, many sports fans out there, all of our commissioners are trying to find a way to make sure that we get sports coming up. I mean, we're rolling up on summer. We should be rooting on our teams. Now, I may be in Southwest Florida, but I bleed Cubby Blue. I am a diehard Cubs fan. I cried when they won the World Series. I was a nurse. I was working the night, Game 7. Extra innings against the Cleveland Indians. When they won, I cried. And you know what? All my nurse friends, they had my back. They answered my call lights. They let me enjoy and appreciate the last three and a half innings of that game. It was, I mean, it was miraculous. I can't. Being a Cubs fan was one of the re, one of the things that got me through boot camp when I was in the CBs. So as a diehard Cubs fan and a diehard sports fan in general, I can say this this COVID nineteen has just it's fucking ruined our lives as men. You know, we can't we can't even make money the same way we normally do. Most of us. I am working overtime. If nothing else, if you don't like wiping ass, I get it. But I'm a nurse. I see very little asses. But I'm working. Get yourself a job that's pretty much recession-proof. So, anyway, as a massive, massive sports fan, there's a lot going on in the world. And, uh, you know, my daughter's school, they're sending out emails trying to see when you think your kid should start school next year, whether it's start early and rehash the old stuff, start at the same time, or start later because everyone's concerned. I'll be honest, it's hard as a parent to be concerned with what start date you have. If you're opening up the rest of the country and letting people get their fucking nails done, you're letting people do stuff that's truly not essential. I think education is more essential than the vast majority of the stuff that they let everyone else do. That's where I'm at. I honestly think we should start probably three weeks early. They're opening the country now on Friday, phase one. You should go ahead and open up school a little bit early to let them rehash because Lord knows I'm not a teacher. I'm a nurse. I can teach people how to do stuff for their bodies. I'm not a teacher. They want to do Common Core. I don't know how to do it. So guess what? Neither does my kid. I can make sure she reads. I can teach her rationale to understand questions. I can teach her math, but it's not the math that they're teaching for the future. Anyway, anyway, I'm getting sidetracked repeatedly here. Baseball. I miss out on baseball. The Atlanta Braves just opened up a new spring training facility. Not 20 minutes from my house beautiful, beautiful stadium with all the amenities and a delicious grocery store right next to suburbia that you could ever ask for. I was so excited to go. A lot of my patients actually bought season tickets for the, the uh, independent leagues and was it minor leagues that they can't go to because shortly after, you know, they got to see a couple of games. And then the pandemic hits. So, looks like the world's end. The world's over. Sports are over. Well, not so fast there, young buck. We just had the NFL draft this past week. But I have to give a lot of credit for the MLB. They are working on a very special league. Everything you know about the NLAL, it's, it's looking to change, at least for the interim. The most current projections are the MLB is working on considering a three-division, 10-team plan for this year. And I think it's phenomenal, except for a couple of the teams just based on histories, way less geography. Their plan involves mostly geography. So, as of now, it would be the, the East, 
the West and the Central. East would be the Yankees, Mets, Red Sox, Nats, Orioles, Phillies, Pirates, Blue Jays, Rays, Marlins. Makes sense. Has nothing to do north or south. It's all based east, west, central. So that was the east. West would be the the Dodgers, Angels, Giants, A's, Padres, Diamondbacks, Rockies, Rangers, Astros, Mariners. Fuck the Astros. They'll find a way to... They'll lose. No way that they do anything successful this fucking year. And then... <clears throat> now comes the Central. And this is a... It's a pretty... As a, as a fan, a Northsider, it's pretty interesting. This is the, uh, the Central. Cubs... White Sox, Brewers, Cards, Royals, Reds, Indians, Twins, Braves, Tigers. I personally would miss having the Pirates. They would be going to the East rather than staying in the NL Central where they've been, you know, forever and day. Uh, on the on the other end, we would we would be then assuming the White Sox. So you would have in our 10-team division, the Cubs and the White Sox. There's something to be said about having a crosstown rivalry in the same division, which is, I mean, honestly, that's pretty fucking interesting. Can't even hate on it. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Um, I'm a little nervous that the Central would then take on the uh, the Braves because the Braves, they're, they're a good fucking team. Not a team I really want to take on in a, a divisional a race. The Brewers, they'll find a way to blow it. Cards, they've been rebuilding for a while now. The Reds always suck. Twins, well, they're pretty well grown up now. The Indians, I think they'd be decent too. But I think as the rosters stand now, the Braves would take the Central. Dodgers would be taking the West. And I would have to pick the Yankee. Uh, no, Nationals. Nationals would be taking the the East. So it would it'd be a fantastic league. I'm ready for baseball. I don't watch every pitch thrown by the Cubbies. But I do love putting on ESPN radio and listening to the Cubs while I drive and work. I also... As, as weird as it is, I love to put on a baseball game and take a nap. I'm I'm 31, but God bless it if I don't think that I need a nap some days. I really do. And there are not many things better than a nice, calm, early afternoon. Say Sundays, 2 o'clock. A Sunday, 2 o'clock, not too hot out. A little rainy, where I can put a put a Cubs game on and listen to the, the announcers and the seventh inning stretch. Ideally, Bill Murray would be singing my seventh inning stretch and just listen to the soft voice and then a pop of the mitt and as a, you get a great pitch down the, down the middle, just blows right by the right-handed hitter and I'm just drifting away, letting sleep take over. And feeling, feeling fucking phenomenal. Life is good on a day that you can lay on the couch and take yourself a nice, calm nap with no expectations. What I wouldn't give. I can't tell you the last time I took a nap. So, uh, anyway, that's been the On Call Podcast. I ended up going 52 minutes, and I'm kind of surprised. I didn't have a whole lot of stories to talk about, and I only pulled up a two, and that was just so I could pull up the names. But this has been a pretty successful episode, I think. I'm really trying to... I felt like I got some of the audio dialed in, so uh, if anyone listens to this one, it is, you know, the week just before May Day. It is May 1st coming up. So next week, I'll be on a new board 
recording differently. I'm not going to record directly into the computer anymore. I'm going to be recording onto an SD card. I would love to hear some feedback on how you guys think the audio changes for the better or the worse. Because as you know, audio equipment is not cheap. I would love to know where I'm messing up. So that's one of the another fabulous thing about the uh, the guys over at uh, Girls Beer Sports and uh, the She's Napping Pod. He uh, introduced me to the uh, noise noise gate feature on GarageBand. So um, you guys may not like hearing about audio changes, but if you're listening to podcasts generally, you know, yeah, yeah, even a feigning interest. Anyway. This has been the uh, On Call Podcast. Check me out on Twitter at On Call Pod. You can check me out at OnCallPod.com. You can check out... Hmm, what else we got? Twitter's the best way to reach me, if I'm being honest with you. At On Call Pod. O-N-C-A-L-L-P-O-D. All one word, On Call Pod. I'm on Spotify, On Call Pod, same as Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Go ahead and, uh, if you're feeling generous, hit me with the five stars. Hit me with the subscribe button. Uh, I'd greatly appreciate it. As everyone knows, when you're starting out something, it's it's fucking hard. But uh, the support in the podcasting community has been astounding, and I cannot thank everyone enough if anyone's interested in uh uh, being a guest or a sponsor, hit me up. I'm granted, I have no sponsors, but I'll tell you, uh, the, there's a lot of companies I'd love to sponsor for that I'm just truly a believer in. So uh, go ahead and give me a call. Give me a, a tweet and On Call Pod. This has been the On Call Podcast. Thanks for listening to the On Call Podcast. Check us out on Twitter at On Call Pod. Interested in being a sponsor or want to be on the show? Drop us an email at oncallpod at gmail.com. For more info, go to oncallpod.com.